On today's episode, I speak with a classical violinist from Washington, D.C. We reflected on the elections this past year, and he told me what it was like volunteering at the 2020 Iowa caucus. We also talk about what Washington, D.C. statehood could look like. Now, I've been sitting on a bunch of episodes related to the election. I wanted to release them once things sizzled down a bit. Kind regards, Nick. Are you from Chicago originally? I moved here about four years ago. Okay, what brought uh, you here? Uh, I play uh, classical violin, so. Cool. So um, obviously those concerts are canceled, so uh-huh. I'm just uh, uh, picking up work as I can right now. But sure. um, I really love it here in Chicago. It's It's got a uh, uh, great uh, opportunity and it's, it's a very vibrant place. Yeah, have you heard of those? Um, it's like by candlelight normally, but now they're outside. I've seen a lot of Facebook ads about those. I haven't checked into that I haven't checked myself, it out either my roommate but, just went and said oh, okay. it was cool well, what did the, uh, what did uh, he or she think I'm not it? sure what the orchestration was I know one time it was Beethoven but I feel like they go through they said it was great okay it was very cool yeah I'll definitely have to check that out is so you're obviously pretty uh, like a talented in violin I feel like all violinists are talented just yeah. based on the <laughs> fact that it's a really it's a very difficult instrument. Yeah. yeah I play trombone and it's kind of like similar in the way of like there's no buttons right or yeah. frets um, but obviously violent dang. So how is it getting into the industry here being like, is it like, do they need violinists or is it something like we have to know someone to get into it normally? Um, it's a little bit of, uh, people skills, yeah. uh, a little, and, and so just like that, uh, networking, uh, making contacts, but obviously you can only make contacts and your networking's only worth it if you you can play well so totally yeah that's uh did you when you moved here did you already have connections with that and that's why or did you kind of move here on a instinct and say you know what if it happens all it'll happen um it was i had a i had an offer with the uh with the civic orchestra and Uh they're they're they train with the cso here so uh and it was it was that that drew me here okay Mm -hmm. interesting so do you still play on your own obviously to practice Uh, uh a little bit yeah Who's oh. your favorite composers? Favorite composer is always a difficult question because uh-huh. there's, you know, <laughs> it depends on what you're in the mood for. Lots of different uh, uh, styles that, um, and each style has its own um, uh, flavor and unique um, take. And uh, I have to say, uh, I don't know. Um, if I were to give you a mood, would you be able to give me a composer that matches that mood? I can try. Okay. Um, you are getting the nerve up to ask someone you like out. Um, let's see. To, um, if, if I wanted to encapsulate that nervousness. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe, uh. I would say uh, maybe Beethoven. Beethoven. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I would say like if I wanted to put myself in that like very like loving, mm. uh, very um, admirable, uh, <laughs> um, maybe like uh, Schubert. Schubert. Yeah. Okay. I like Schubert. Mm-hmm. Um, what about if you just? What if you were trying to get the nerve up to break up with someone? Oh. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, maybe like a Shostakovich. <laughs> Shostakovich all my composer, yeah. all my composer friends who will listen to this, be like, "Oh shit, yeah, he nailed yeah. it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, you came here. For where'd you come from again? Uh, I come from a suburb outside of DC. Okay, cool. So DC, you grew up there. Yep. What was that like? It's a very. Um, uh, Obviously, lots of uh, federal government jobs there, a lot so of I've different heard. bureaucracies there. So uh, a lot of the families and the, the people there. Yeah. If you're not directly working for the federal government, you're probably contracted in some way or, or s- some way uh, your, your life is touched by, by that. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, like... All the families that I knew, so, I mean, uh, going back to 2019 in sure. January, there was that big federal government shutdown uh-huh. that um, a lot of people were were very, I mean... Was that based uh, on the border wall? I can't exactly I, remember. There's been I so think, many I think, under him. I think he wanted to fund, uh, fund the border wall, yeah. and he was throwing a hissy fit, yeah. and... Uh, and uh, Democrats didn't want to fund that, yeah. and uh, so yeah, that was a very interesting time, uh, among among other recent interesting times. Yes. So wait, okay. So you're from DC. I recently read. I think a bit. I know a bill was passed in the Congress maybe last year, two years ago, where it was saying DC should be represented by senators and such and become a state. And I'm pretty sure it's on the Senate floor now, and it's either been uh, not passed or they're sitting on it. Do you know how, much about that or have I, an I, opinion? I do know. Um, I do have a mug in my, um, in my, um, back at home here in Chicago yeah. and, uh, it's a red mug and it says, uh, I can't, I can't remember exactly what it says, but it's basically a DC statehood mug. Yeah. And so I went to one of those rallies, um, years ago before I moved here. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I personally believe that they should get representation. What um, is, yeah. What is the reason for like who why don't people want them to become a state um it's uh there's some like i mean mostly it's it's a partisan battle um you have um mostly democrats yeah i was for, gonna say is it seem because good, it's gonna be for, blue for, for a lot of good reasons to to who are advocating for uh dc statehood right uh and you have a lot of um Republicans for nefarious reasons who are arguing against mm. uh, DC statehood because DC. I was I, I looked at this YouTube video that was like um, the the vote counts uh, like the popular vote and yeah. the electoral, electoral. count uh, of every election dating back to 1788, 1792, yeah. and um, and I think DC. It was like DC and one other state when. There was one of the Reagan elections. I think it was '84 when it was like a Reagan landslide, right. like slaughter of every electoral vote except for DC. Uh-huh. And so DC's just been a staple Democratic stronghold for. So wait, D- DC still votes for the president, right? It's still and they have electoral votes. They get electoral votes, but they don't get any representation Why? in in Senate and in uh, in Congress. They have um, I forget her name. Uh, I'd remember it in an instant, but um, she uh, has speaking power on the House floor, but uh-huh. has no voting power. Whoa! And so it's she's just, and she's the only representative. So, yeah. so, 
Um, in terms of legislative branch, yeah. DC actually has no representation because yeah. you have Senate, which there's zero, right. and, and um, this this uh, one congresswoman who who doesn't have. So she's literally appealing to like be like, please do this or don't do this. Uh, I mean, it's 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 been uh, a, DC's been trying to get statehood for for I mean, not just recently. It's yeah. been it's been a struggle. Yeah. So. I mean, this is a similar. I was speaking to a gentleman yesterday about Puerto Rico, and mm -hmm. also it's kind of in a similar place where it's not a state, but mm -hmm. and they yeah. don't have any really control about like. I don't know. I I don't recall if they pay taxes or what, but I know that there is. They would like to be part of us, especially mm -hmm. since we've kind of messed with them a lot. A lot. Same way we kind of messed with Hawaii back in the day. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's, it's interesting because it's like seeing stuff like that, like Puerto Rico, it almost feels like mm -hmm. it's just existing imperialism still. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and to an extent, um, I don't know, like, so like, like I said, Democrats for mostly positive reasons yeah. are, are um, advocating for DC statehood and Republicans for mostly nefarious reasons are advocating against it. But the one Republican argument that, that yeah. I, I, I need to sit on is the fact that there's supposed to be like separation of uh of the dc um so that um basically like you don't want like if dc was um turned completely into a state then then there's some issues about what's what is dc the state and what is dc federal government like sure. in terms of like police n not even like on the street but like protecting federal like like congress Pro and, yeah, yeah. And, and all of that so is it does dc have a governor dc has a uh, mayor mayor and that's so that's it yeah and so it would basically turn the mayor into a governor interesting yeah and then there would be a mayor and then there'd be a mayor too i mean it's I so small know. right i mean yeah. it might be it, i'm from rhode island it might be the smallest state then at that point right um, or would, it, would Rhode Island I mean, still be of course, of course, it's the smallest state, um, uh, land mass wise, uh -huh. but um, but populous. But population, uh, yeah. you have some states like um, I, I I don't exactly remember which ones, but like Wyoming, yeah, like, yeah. Rhode Island, possibly. Yeah. We have a million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, DC's like at like I want to say somewhere between six and eight hundred thousand. So crazy. Which, which you know some of the rural states that yeah, uh, very large land mass, but very spread out. And yeah. And for instance, like on the Supreme Supre Supreme Court vote that might come up, yeah, uh, uh, you you get a population of like six hundred thousand uh, for like a state like Wyoming or Montana that might have two senators. I mean, well, they they do have two senators. Yeah, and I mean every state does. Yeah, and so those two obviously are in. Um, you know, they're red, so they're gonna vote for. They're gonna go go vote f uh, to confirm Amy Coney sure. Barrett. Yeah. And uh, DC, which has just as much population, doesn't have a say. Right. So. And that's crazy. Do you, how do you feel about the electoral college? Um, in principle, I I'm not completely against it. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you gave if you gave um, DC the the proper rights and and everything, so so accepting that, um, I believe that. Um, I mean, people are always gonna argue one way or another. Sure. Um, so, I mean, the before Trump got elected, the popular theory behind most news networks and most people was that Hillary Clinton was going to um, 
win the electoral college, but Trump was going to win the popular vote. And actually, that wow. was the reverse of what happened. And yeah. so, and then you kind of see news networks. I mean, like, it's it. There, there, there's got to be some some middle ground, right? Where where like if it's a blowout in in the popular vote, uh, and like seventy, per, yeah, yeah. Or something like if if you're within like the margin of error, yeah. then you split up the electoral votes rather than you know uh, giving them all to the same person. Mm -hmm. And I think that way it would be a little bit more dynamic because like theoretically you could have someone win um, forty nine percent of the popular vote in, in half the states, uh -huh. and then win a hundred percent of the popular vote in the other half of the states and uh someone so that would leave about 26 percent of the of the uh I, so, 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 I, i'm not doing the math in no, my head yeah, right but but you, you, you get my you get uh, my yeah, idea it, where so, someone could literally have like 120 million votes in a theoretical thing and um and lose to the electoral college so is my understanding of why the electoral college is in place is of course it wasn't put in place when california was a state but let's say is it because just because California, let's say, has ho much higher population than like Wyoming or or mm -hmm. Arkansas or something, mm -hmm. they shouldn't necessarily dictate the what the middle of the country is not feeling necessarily. So we want to give more weight to the middle part of the country because they don't have as high a population. I think I think what actually would be better is that um, electoral college for the most part is fine. I think I think giving Wyoming a little bit more say per person than California yeah. isn't the worst thing in the world. Uh -huh. I think what happens is like in terms of like Senate matters because Senate has the more important duties if you want to because um, you know you only have a hundred people there yeah. so each person's more um, uh, has has more weight yeah. and so and then so like a state of like California with however many million live there and Wyoming. Uh, sorry, sorry to keep, no, keep yeah, on a, Wyoming. No, yeah, it's a good example. Um, but like Wyoming has like maybe 500, 600,000. Yeah. Uh, total, and for the Supreme Court vote to to have an equal amount, that so in the, oh. in that instance, I think it's it's unfair. So I think maybe the better thing is to um, uh, to just weaken the Senate and or yeah. redistribute those uh, um, exact. Um, duties that the senate does but in terms of like a presidential election yeah it's not the worst thing in the world i think so this is i feel like i've been kind of hearing about this from like bill mayer or like um what's the other guy uh john oliver's type of stuff and other maybe other mm -hmm. like actual um yeah people but like talking about how when you have when you're electing someone mm -hmm. and let's say they lose the public vote let's say they lose it like I don't know how much they can lose mm -hmm. the popular vote by, by still maintaining a win through the Electoral College. Yeah. But let's say they win Electoral College but lose pretty, like, maybe 60% or 55%, whatever is possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that president, let's say, like, Trump, elects three judges. But those judges aren't necessarily in line with what the American people deem is what's constitutional or what uh, what is the ideology of where the country's going or something. Yeah. I, and maybe it shouldn't be, mm -hmm. but what are your thoughts on that? Um... I think that um, that's why I think there should be a re redistribution of, of duties. So like, um, yeah, I think, you know, Trump did win the po uh, not uh, electoral yeah. college with like and he lost by like four million yeah. in the popular vote count, which, uh, you know, I think basically uh, uh, Democrats dropped the ball on the yeah. last election. 
I'm afraid they might be dropping the ball on this election. But, but, but uh, we'll see. You know, Trump has royally. He hasn't done himself favors in winning over new people. He's no. he's energized his own base. Yeah. But in terms of winning over new people, he's not really done yeah. anything. Um, so, um, in terms of, so so then you have someone like Mitch McConnell who 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 owns the Senate. He he ran the Merrick Garland thing, uh, was able to yeah. pro- postpone that, uh-huh. and then. Uh, on, on the idea that oh you need people to have a say in it and that was that was that, back in February yeah. early late January early February of 16 yeah and this is now end of September and they're gonna they're going to try and um, I mean I, I saw it on, uh, you know the last night's terrible yeah. debate um, and uh, people uh, Trump was specifically trying to get biden to say oh you're gonna pack the court and pack the court but i mean literally that's what that's what uh mitch mcconnell and trump are doing now yeah because they they're not following their own standards of confirming and um letting the american people have a say and i guess yeah and that that's interesting and i guess i don't necessarily have a problem okay obviously it's great to have the american people have a say um but also i feel like it's not even as much a problem where like all right let's say it's june or or whatever and you mm-hmm. have a lot of, someone dies in mm-hmm. the courts and then you can well let's appoint someone mm-hmm. it's it might suck that they don't agree with the things i agree with mm-hmm. morally or let's say what whatever but if they're appointing someone and they're doing it through the correct process and they're not rushing it mm-hmm. that in my mind isn't as terrible as like rushing it which it seems like it's what's being done yeah and maybe mm-hmm. they he's had a yeah. choice of amy for the pe- like he know he, yeah. he was gonna do her before mm-hmm. but it's just the act, act of like we're not vetting them properly enough. Yeah, I think I think the uh, average is what ninety days. Yeah, ninety days in terms of like nominating and then vetting and then yeah. the whole process. Um, so in terms of that, they're they Republicans are taking all the shortcuts to in the in the world to try and get her confirmed in the literal pos- po- fastest possible yeah. fashion for a lifetime appointment, which it should yeah. not. You know, you would never rush that on on any higher that I don't think we should yeah. I, but do you think a Democrat president would do try to do the same thing if they had a Senate who was Democrat um I, or do you I think they listen honestly to the couldn't I honestly couldn't say because it depends on which who? Democrat and because uh, on which Democrat and uh, but I mean you know we had some uh, you know back in the primary yeah um, so people people take both sides of positions when um, it suits them. So for instance, uh, we had uh, Pete Buttigieg, who yep. uh, was one of the strongest proponents uh, in 2019, back when it was a very dynamic race and there were many people, uh-huh. and you know he had his bump. And but like one of the things that actually got him to relatively the top of the field was that he said that the electoral college was um should should be abolished and wow. it should you know the popular vote is what counts right yeah and then he was big on courts too right uh putting more supreme justices yeah mm-hmm. um and then come the vote in iowa um uh on the first uh What's, first yeah. first uh night of voting yeah i mean there was a whole debacle there dude that's so, what is that called again it's not the caucus it's, it's, the, it's yeah it's iowa caucuses is it the, yeah okay yeah. dude that was crazy yeah. Um, full disclosure, I I 
you know, did uh, volunteer for Bernie Sanders, and I was a, uh, I was actually a um, helped out at one of the caucus sites. Um, wow! And so I got to see the well, royal debacle that that was, kind of in person, and then hearing about it as I was driving back to Chicago that night. And um, but the way that that ended up happening is that, uh, and I think even even as like time went on and on. Uh, so, so like the first reports, by all accounts, um, Bernie Sanders had gotten a huge um, popular vote majority. Yeah. And uh, but the way that Pete Buttigieg had campaigned and uh, his strategy was to get the that caucus's version of the Electoral College. So he he uh, had a lot of people a lot, spent a lot of money in these rural areas and uh, basically won the electoral vote um and, and they had to recount do a lot of recounts because they had uh had i don't know missing ballots yeah, or, was, or all that of that crazy. it was a huge mess and it ended up being it ended up like once you were like two or three weeks out of it and it's basically south carolina uh then you get then you get it um and like pete Buttigieg had like one electoral uh, had one like more yeah one more delegate state delegate yeah yeah. had one more delegate but then like then then bernie but you know bernie had many thousand more uh votes by the popular vote yeah so now but then you have pete Buttigieg proclaiming victory before the uh before it happened um before anyone with with any certainty could could yeah call things and so by all means he got a he got the um, bump going into New Hampshire yes. in terms of press, and yes. everyone was w- jumped on the train, and uh, and so I, I I could not honestly say if Democrats if the shoe was on the other foot that they would uh, they would have respected it and left it to yeah. to the the popular vote uh, or sorry not left the Supreme Court vacancy now yeah. uh, to a. Um, uh, November election. Who was it um, that's, that essentially backed Biden in, in for, was it South Carolina or North Carolina? Oh. Um, that wasn't John Lewis, was it? No, John Lewis, uh, no, it was. It a, was a preacher, right? Or yeah, something? I can't, I can't remember the guy's name, but. Um, <sighs> that but, killed me, because that's what, that's what, that's what made Super, was it Tuesday, right? Or whatever, or the second Super Tuesday, I uh, think it so, was. So, um, one of the things that, um, frustrates me about the Democratic Party yeah. is that uh, people like talking big and they talk like talking vague and so um, for instance uh, and so a lot of it is rhetorical talk and, yeah. and not a lot of s- substance and you know grounded things that you could you could and and you know this election is just been the worst in terms of policy there's almost no talk of policy uh last night for instance there's just a lot of name calling and a lot yeah. of he said she she said so it's really this is really the worst election but uh worse than last year worse than four years ago um i feel like we're just in the same place i i would say it's it's if not maybe a little better yeah possibly. um it's 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 a terrible situation but <laughs> um uh literally i don't think Every election is the um, it's going to be the literal end of the world yeah. if uh, if it if it goes one way or another. Right. And I believe, like for instance, like Obama was talking about in 2008, 
you know, this is the change election, blah, blah, blah. And uh, this is the election of our lifetime. And then 2012, which I think by all metrics, if since 2008, probably 2012 was a less important election. But, you know, you still have people saying, like, do you want to continue the growth or not? And blah, blah, blah. And this is the most important election because mm-hmm. I guess electing me on the first time wasn't the most important election. Right. And then and then now uh, this now it's just it's just an arms race in in rhetoric that I, I don't like. And um, and it's it's a way of pressuring people into voting when uh, uh, you know, the stakes are so high that like your life is going to be totally screwed up if if you don't vote and you don't vote for the person I'm telling you. To. Which is also crazy because I, I keep talking about this with people where it's like, the obviously, whatever president's put in power is going to affect us and affect some more people disproportionately than others. But the issue is we don't put enough weight in our local elections that are going to directly impact us much more than the president probably. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like on your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. How do we improve that? And how do we put emphasis on that? Why aren't we seeing tons of commercials on like that? I don't know, or education of like what water reclamation or what like all these judges were saying yes, 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 or no for on our ballot, you know? I I don't know what the solution is for that. Yeah. And so um, I I wish I could give a solution for this because honestly, I wish people could be more involved in local politics. Mm. Uh, I know that you know, not many, uh, more people, uh, more people need to be involved. And, uh, and so you have like young people who generally are more active, uh, nowadays than yeah. maybe, maybe 10 or, uh, 20 years ago. Right. But, uh, I think just recently just politicians, maybe on a local level, definitely on a national level have failed the society and so for the ones that it doesn't feel existential for for the people like so if, if someone comes up to me and tells me this is the most important election of my life and so um and i don't i don't feel that way uh then you know maybe i won't vote maybe i mean i, I just for the record i will vote but <laughs> like but like just speaking about like a random person like maybe they won't vote maybe they'll um vote uh protest vote but certainly no one should ever be entitled to a vote uh and it's what do you say no one what no one should ever be entitled to a vote okay and people have to work uh, if you're a politician your job is to your your job is to whip (laughs) to um uh whip to get the votes that you need and so you have to you have to um, instead of telling me that my life is going to be so horrible if I don't vote, you should tell me why my life will be better if I vote for you. And, a and big rat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's uh, so, so I think ever since, I think 2008 might have been the last election that uh, we had a positive, uh, positive national election where we had two people who said vote for me uh because i'm gonna do this Mm -hmm. and uh since then we've had kind of negative elections where uh people are just telling you why not to vote for the other person right and and so it's very safe dynamic because you're just you're you're not really off you're you're kind of waiting for the other person to fumble you're not trying to offer anything yourself and this 
this election has certainly been that. Uh, last election certainly was that. Uh, uh, 2012 to an extent was that. Uh, so. Yeah, well, you know what's funny? As, as like, I, I don't know how I would have liked them as presidents, Romney or, or McCain, but the more I hear about them and the more I see their actions, I'm like, damn, these are guys of character. Mm -hmm. And that, like, I could have been okay possibly with you like, in a leadership position. Perhaps we don't agree on um, how Here, to do things. Or here's, here's, a, here's a hypothetical I've thought of uh, occasionally. So, um, like... Going back to 2012, yeah, we were pitched at the time that that was the most important election of our lives. Right. Um, and uh, imagine for a second if Mitt Romney won that election, right? Sorry, what was that? Imagine for a second Mitt Romney won that election. Yeah. So um, if Mitt Romney, I mean, like, you know, I'm glad Obama won that. I, I like him better than Romney. But, sure. But if Romney won the election, then there would not have been the vacuum for that allowed Donald Trump to rise yeah. to power yeah. um uh and for all of the all people like civility in the democratic party they like working with republicans that that is the um uh and and you know for, for better for worse now people generally point to mitt romney as being one of the better republicans yeah so I imagine being in the position where those are the types of republicans you're working with rather than the unhinged and so so him him losing uh, allowed the Republican Party to become more unhinged, and uh, and Donald Trump rose to power in that vacuum. Yeah. Do you think that the only way to get okay? So like, obviously, we only have these two parties really that have control, right, and mm -hmm. power. Do you think the only way to get like our ideas without saying, "Oh, I'm going to be a socialist party," mm -hmm. is pretty much to reform the Democrat Party so it becomes like more leaning socialist, the same way its Republican Party was like whatever it was and then all of a sudden this trump values come in and you're like oh well this is now the republican party even though that's not what the republican party was here's the thing uh in the 2016 uh primaries you had republicans who were very openly worried about trump yeah but there was never a there was never like a behind the scenes operation to to like they didn't try it I think a, a lot of them openly dreamed about it, but uh, n nothing actually materialized in terms of like trying to undercut him at the RNC in '16. Yeah. Um, Ver yeah. And um, versus like th the and they didn't they didn't change the they didn't like change rules or or they 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 openly whined about Trump rising to power and then they all coalesced uh, and, yeah. and 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 but like uh, and and so like you had a lot of people openly whining about it, but. <laughs> Um, there were some things in, that happened in the the Democratic uh, both this time and last yeah. last election, and um, and so in a way, uh, Republican the Republican Party has been more open to change than the Democratic Party. So yeah. so in the in the uh, Tea Party Revolution, because they didn't stack their own party that way, uh, it allowed it allowed the um, Tea Party. Uh, faithful to to take over right uh there was something about one of the shutdowns i think that i mean john john boehner at the time was the speaker yes and he had a huge time getting uh getting his caucus uh in line now uh -huh. democrats are much more successful about getting their caucus um uh you know there there hasn't really been a successful tea party uh like response within the democratic party in terms of members mm-hmm um, the elected cur currently elected members. Uh, yeah. I know there's some movements going on, but but in terms of organizing successfully against their leadership, there has not been much of that. 
do you think that the Republican Party changed only because they had to a change? Like, they had to evolve in order to win another presidency? Um, like, it had to go to Trump because nothing else was working. Plus, I mean, Trump was just an easy target to, like, voters who liked reality TV. Like, he was fun, right? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, in a, in a way, you're trying something new with, with that idiot. And uh, so, I mean, if... If your life has been uh, steadily declining for the last 40 years, uh, your, your quality of life, and you have someone offering much of the same, and you have this chance for something new, mm -hmm. then of course you're going to have some people just, you know, go for, go for the new shiny object. So, yeah. So. I just feel like the Democrats didn't go that direction because they didn't see like they had to. Well, yeah. I mean, like you have Hillary Clinton who her... Her staff and her um, her campaign team in '16 actively promoted Trump to to within various networks, and so uh, within the uh, blame circle, uh, I wish that they owned up to publicly owned up. Uh, if Hillary Clinton, if you want to if you want to come on this show and publicly own up to. Uh, uh, promoting Trump in uh, the primaries, elevating him to the front-runner status. Yeah. Um, among the other uh, problems in 16, I haven't, you know, I haven't heard her own, own up to these. So, so I'm very, long story short, I'm very disillusioned with both parties. Yeah. I'm obviously a left-leaning person, uh, but, but I like to hear people out. I don't, uh, I don't ostracize people for being... Um, I try not to ostracize Trump voters because yeah. uh, I think that just I think a lot of their uh, hatred of the institution and of, of uh, society in, in a way that causes them to vote for Trump in the first place is because no one listens to them and no one wants to take them seriously. Sure. No one. And so if you if you have a dialogue with them and don't dismiss them for their differences, yes. then you can you can find some way to have some productivity. Uh, in, in, in a better so in terms of like bipartisanship that's kind of more of the direction we need to go to, towards we yes. don't we, we don't need more of like elevating people for um, you know we don't need to elevate moral Republicans because they want to talk bad about Trump occasionally yeah uh, we should we should just not you know, just take things issue by issue and 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 let um, have a discussion on the issues. So I think also what would what would make better sense for this country is uh, for certain issues uh, to have a national referendum on on certain things versus versus um, uh, everything always being left to um, politicians to decide right in a referendum would that just be to get like a like the heartbeat of something or would that, could that actually change things like is that a vote that could actually result in i don't know i'm i, I i'm not the i'm not the politician <laughs> here but okay but i think that like i am too i'm dick durbin <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh i think that uh yeah i think you could uh, I, it could be either way but yeah. but in terms of like you have for instance, here's an easy one: uh, mar uh, marijuana reform. Uh, 
you know, way more than a majority of the country uh, believes that uh, Bipartisan. At, at, at a very least uh, should be decriminalized. Yeah. And uh, but you have just because you have uh, elected people and then you have all these issues conflated within the election of a representative. Yeah. That it will, it, you know, if we wanted more of a true democracy, we should at least reflect that on the ballot a little bit more by by letting people actually choose because you have poll after poll that says you know for instance like uh raise taxes on the rich rich mm -hmm. raise but but like if you have all these republicans who get voted in for because uh of uh lobbies to to protect uh abortion uh -huh. sorry to 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 protect uh you know, Republicans are against abortion, and so sure. so a lot of them vote uh, instinctually on just that. Uh -huh. and, but then, a lot of those same Republicans would be uh, okay with an increase on the tax of the rich. But because you have those two issues conflated, and they feel yeah. more guttural, instinctual about the abortion, it's then crazy. you're never going to have tax reform because yeah. uh, in in the way that the, this country needs. So, whoa. Yeah, that's the as I as I keep learning more about the parties, I've and I feel like I say the same thing every time. Sometimes with interviewees, uh, is that like, it seems like pretty much the almost the only thing dividing the two parties besides like big government, small government, and other stuff like that, is pretty much abortion is pro life, pro choice. Like that's what and that's what makes voters go to one side almost. Whereas like, ooh, this is really cool what you just said, uh, but they believe in third term, whatever it is. Uh shout out to uh crystal and sagar uh on the rising i'm i i watch them a lot uh okay. i heard them say this on one of their recent shows is that uh <clears throat> politicians the the reason that this amy coney barrett fight is so important and in general the supreme court fights uh, over who gets placed on there is because uh uh politicians over the last 50 years have abdicated their legislation to the uh to the supreme court and to the legis to the uh, judicial branch. So mm. therefore, y you could be a Republican and, you know, not have to go on record of being uh, as a national politician, as a national Republican for being for or against uh, gay marriage. Yeah. Uh, but you can just let the, you can say it at every election. You can say you're, uh, you're for abortion. You can say you're against abortion for every election. But at the end of the day, it's, it, they've abdicated their legislative rights towards the, uh, their legislative power. They've abdicated it to the courts. And so therefore they, they don't have to take a hard position, uh, in public and they can, they can, uh, they don't have to vote on it, and so uh -huh. they can always twist how they say their words. So, Whoa. Uh, yeah, they uh, if if we wanted reform on on that, uh, it could it could be easily done if if, if people wrote it into law. Because because at the end of the day, the Supreme Court uh, interprets the Constitution and and the laws that are in place. Yeah. If you write a stupid law that 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 says it, then that's that's the law of the land, and 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 that's that's the new norm and you know, country better get used to it. So, mm. so, uh, uh, if politicians actually voted and, uh, stood up for, for that, uh, then, and, and for, for that's the reason why you didn't have Republicans, uh, in a similar way, the whole thing was that you didn't want Republicans on record going against Merrick Garland. And so that's why they just, they just held up the vote. They didn't, was that, they, is that the, what's it? The filibuster? Uh, something like that. I, I don't exactly remember, but you know, you could have had Republicans 
just flat out voting against it, but uh -huh. they were too afraid of the backlash on on that. Sure. Uh, on having on record that they voted against a uh, right. fairly conservative, uh, fairly like liberal conservative uh, uh, guy. So for for the Supreme Court, but because like that was the most compromise that Obama could have ever given Republicans. So um, and they didn't want to look as um, not being worked. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I hear mm -hmm. what you're saying. Um, also, I don't want to glide over the fact that uh, you made a formal invite to Secretary Hillary Clinton to be on my show. So, Hillary, if you end up ever, like, walking by in the 606 and you just happen to have time to kill, I would love to have you on free interviews. Yeah, she she's from, I, I believe she uh, was born in Park Ridge, which is a uh, uh, suburb of Chicago. Okay. So, if you're ever visiting Chicago, come 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 on here. Yeah. Um, he's a nice guy. Open invitation. Uh, Maybe maybe I'm not as nice to you, but uh, oh, <laughs> but, but um, uh, regardless, thank you for your service to this country. Yeah, yeah. That was a nice little yeah. Okay, cool. Well, hey, thank you so much for being on uh, the show. Thank uh, you so any much. Any other lasting words you want to give to our listeners? Um, please, please don't shame people into voting. Uh, that is the. In any other facet of life, if you were trying, if you were shamed about doing something that is not how you get people to participate totally so if you actually want to make a difference don't shame anyone don't blast people for not voting go and make a case to them and uh, tell them why they should vote and mm. not not how you are scum for not voting and you're the you're the reason of our problems actually it's it's because the politicians have failed us yeah. is, is the reason of our problems not it's it's the politicians job to earn our vote and um uh, it, it feels it feels like we're doing the politicians job for <laughs> them and they're not giving us anything in return. So, yeah, so uh, we, you know, someday, uh, I mean, I hope it doesn't take a Trump uh, term too yeah. for politicians to realize that they need to do their job. It is funny. I'll, I'll end on this. I do think that elections tend to politicians tend to make us almost fight each other as if we're in like in a coliseum or something and they're like just watching us and it's yeah. literally like just this we're coming at each other when we should literally we should be supporting each other mm -hmm. to do this beautiful civil right and talk about ideas too yeah. ideology i mean like literally how to work together that's mm -hmm. so exciting yeah that's mm -hmm. where we can go from here yeah it's 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 uh I mean, there's always some middle ground to, to be had with, with someone. Uh, you, just, you just have to be open to talking and open to, uh, open to exploring. And just because someone doesn't agree with you on a certain issue that you feel strongly about, that doesn't mean, uh, that, doesn't mean uh, that they're irredeemable. It doesn't mean that they are um, terrible people. It just means that... that their life experience up to that day brought them to that uh, point of view. And so it's up to you to introduce a new life experience and get, get them to think differently. Exactly. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This has been Free Interviews with Nick Corey. Follow us on Instagram at Free Interviews. See you on the 606.